Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happen if you say what you want to say? Amen. Amen. Doesn't that sound wonderful? That God is dreaming for us. And it is so big, you can't even imagine what that dream might be. And maybe you're sitting here going, I don't understand why God would even spend any time on me. I've sinned. I've turned away from him. I've rebelled. Hey, ladies, I got to tell you, after last night particularly, you have an opportunity to be free in Christ, to dream, to be released from your past, to be released from being held captive by what the enemy does, because you are free in Christ to dream and hope. Free to? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Okay, so in this, I got to find out where I just left off. Um, I think what's important to do is to remember that you are uniquely made. And since you are uniquely made, you need to understand how you are wired. Now, there's something what I call the three Ps. But before I get into this, I'm going to ask, how many of you kind of consider yourself rather a shy person? Raise your hand. You're quieter. You're shy. Uh, you know. And then how many of you are more bold like me? kind of loud, uh, you know, you tell it like it is. You know, did you notice something which I just love? Is that the shyer people were like, <laughs> and then, of course, the bold people got their hands up. And you know what? Both are wonderful because you are wonderfully made in Christ. Amen? And so this is what I want you to understand. It's called the three Ps. And the three Ps is, the first is your personality. And your personality is perfect. Don't let anybody tell you. I used to be told by my dad, Suge, who are you talking to at the dinner table? Because the neighbors can hear you talking. Well, little did I know when I'm in an Africa prison and the microphone goes out, I can still preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's what God does, is that he uses your personality and the way you're wired. It's perfect. Don't, and, and listen to this. Don't ever criticize anybody's personality in here or outside. Why? Because God looked into those beautiful eyes and created that woman or male perfectly. Amen. So there's no criticism. There's no backlash and there's no gossip. None of that because God created each personality. Perfect. Now we might be a work in progress. That's something different. That's called sanctification. That's another talk. But what I want you to understand is that your personality is perfect. Why? To go with the second P, which is, passion. and it's your passion. What, just, what passion do you have? Now, this was me as a kid. I would take a spoon, a wooden spoon, go out on the deck, and we had a great big glass sliding door, and I would sing in front of it because I still thought I was going to be Barbara Streisand. And so as I'm singing and listening to music, God gave me a passion to hold a microphone, and to share with others. And I know you're going to be like, that's bizarre, Suge. 
Well, no, that's just how God wired me. Now, there are some of the best uh, evangelists or preachers are introverts. Well, not this woman. For some reason, God made me bold so I can go in the worst prisons of the world, look at death row inmates, and I'm not nervous at all because I know God's called me. And then I look over to my interpreter, and he's shaking like this as he's sharing whatever I've said. Like, hey, put your big boy pants on. We're in front of prisoners. Amen. And so from that, you've got to understand that God has given you a personality to go with the passion he has given to you. And why? Because then it fulfills his purpose, which is the third P. Say purpose with me. So it's God's purpose, not my purpose. It's how God wired me, not what I think I should do. You know, I went to Rwanda, and these women were such quiet speakers, and they talk. Just, oh, my gosh, they were so sweet, the women were. And I thought, God, I want to be like that. And I tried it. I said, I'm going to be quiet, and I'm going to be shy, and I'm going to be demure. And I lasted for about three minutes, and I thought I was going to die. It just isn't how I'm wired. God wires each of us perfectly. So I want you to embrace that in who you are. Now, what I also want you to understand is what God tells us in Scripture. Scripture does not tell us to pursue dreams. Scripture tells us this in Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and All these things will be given to you as well. What does this mean? This means seek God first. Reach out to him. And once you seek out him and his righteousness, which means that you're covered, once you say yes to Christ, you're covered in his righteousness, then everything else will be given to you as well. And I've interviewed some really fascinating people on the radio show, and it's amazing how God uses them when they seek God first And then God blesses their dreams. I'm going to say it again. Seek God first and then pursue your dreams. Because if you get in with God, he's going to show you what that dream is. In fact, that dream is going to be rocking. It might not be anything you imagined. So I've got a double degree. I've got a degree in education and I have a degree, get it, get this, in communication and public speaking. And little did I know when I was young that God would take that and use it for his glory. So I might be thinking, okay, my career is going to be this. But God might take and use your past, use your education, use use your experience to glorify him in whatever that dream is, okay? Okay, so what I want you to get from here is that there's something called spiritual gifts, Now, God wired you specifically, and this is key into understanding how it fulfills your dreams. Why am I teaching you about spiritual gifts? Because have you guys ever heard this word before, spiritual gifts? Raise your hand if you have. Okay, okay, about half. So spiritual gifts is something you receive when you say yes to Jesus. Can you help me? I need a volunteer. Okay, come on up. Look at that. I love that attitude. Yay. Okay, what's your name? Lindsay. Okay, Lindsay, turn, turn to everyone here. Now, Lindsay, I got to ask you a question. Have you ever said yes to Jesus? Yes. Okay, yay, I love that. So when she said yes to Jesus, two things happened. The Holy Spirit filled her. I want you to do that with me. The Holy Spirit filled her immediately. Immediately, you have God's Spirit living in you. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. When you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives in you. 
He guides you. He comforts you. He's your advocate. And what I want you to understand is that he brings a present. Hold your hand open like you've received a present. He is giving her a gift. And that gift is what's called a spiritual gift. And everyone is uniquely different in your spiritual gift. Give her a round of applause. Thank you so much. So I want you to look up here. Now, these are just some fancy words that you might see. Hospitality, leadership, discernment, knowledge, teaching, evangelism, healing, giving, speaking in tongues, mercy, miracles, helps, exhortation, faith, etc. Now, those are big old fancy Christianity terms. But God uses them in the Bible. And I think it's important to notice in all the different places that he talks about spiritual gifts. It does one of two things. It glorifies God first, your spiritual gift, and it helps other people. That's it. It helps other people. Your spirit, my spiritual gift is evangelism, and I didn't know it right away. It was as I started growing deeper in my faith, discovering more, trying new things. I was a teacher with kids for a little bit, and it didn't work. I tried. But what God does is that he's got your personality, your passion, and your purpose all wired already. And your personality, passion, and purpose, and yours, and yours, back here, yours, are all different from each other. So I don't want you to have what's called gift envy. I don't want you to say, but God, I really want her gift. That's just so much better. I like that gift better. No, he has given you a spiritual gift according to your personality, passion, and purpose. Now, oftentimes, once you do well with the gift he's given you, then he gives you more gifts. So he's given me the gift of exhortation. He's given me the gift of teaching. Of course, my main gift is evangelism. But what I want you to understand and learn as well is that he can give the gift of discernment good gift to have so that you can tell when someone's kind of being snarky with you. You get me on that? You can tell when there's a a liar in the room or where you can feel the presence of a spirit that isn't from God. But I got to tell you, God wants to give you spiritual gifts. In, In scripture, oftentimes he talks about our talents and our gifts combining. So let's say you're really good at uh, being a nurse, but he's going to combine that gift and have you go to different countries or work with areas that most people won't go to with the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. See how they got combined. Okay. So it glorifies God and it helps other people. So what does God's word say about spiritual gifts? In first Corinthians seven, it says, I wish All of you, this is Paul speaking. I wish all of you were as I am, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that gift. Second Timothy says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift God, which is in you through the laying of hands. You guys, I want to tell you there's prayer available. This is the perfect opportunity while you're here to have someone lay a hand on you or pray over you, anoint you. Uh, God wants to get you rised up and fan into flame your spiritual gift. And chances are you don't know what it is. But the cool thing is about spiritual gifts is oftentimes people tell you, you're a really good singer. I love listening to your voice. I love it when you lead worship. You know, I'm sure you're, you're a chaplain, right? I'm sure you're an amazing chaplain too. But what God does is that he will bring up somebody else to you and go, you're so loving and caring. 
I love the way you encouraged this other woman over here who was struggling. So you could have the gift of encouragement, you know, or maybe like my sister, I was leaving, I'm staying with her while I'm here. She left these bottles of water out for me at, at, at the, uh, the door with a cup of coffee and everything. She's got the gift of hospitality. She loves to serve and use what she has. And you guys can discover that here too. So look for, I challenge you, look for spiritual gifts in your friends. And then I want you to mention it to them. And I want you to read up on them because God tells us many times. In fact, I think there's more spiritual gifts than what's listed here. Uh, but I, in, in Scripture, God tells us that we have a gift, discover what it is, and use it for your dream is what I'm trying to tell you. Use your gifts because when you use your gifts, you feel like you're flying. And if you start to do a dream that's not from God, it's going to drag you down. And you don't want to do that. So here's a question for you. How do you know if you're pursuing a dream not given to you by God? You pursue a dream more than you're pursuing God, you got a problem. Idols, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I really want that car. Or I'd really like to have that job. Or I think if I did that, then I would be a leader. No, if you pursue the dream more than you're pursuing God, that's not from God. If you make pursuing God your deepest desire, get this, then he will rock your world with your dream. God's will, God's timing, God's way. Amen? And I believe you're here at this season of life so you can be sharpened as a warrior and prepared to fulfill the dream God has for you. So here's another question for you. What if God denies my dream and I don't get it? What if he doesn't give it to me? How do I respond? Well, you will be disappointed, especially if it's a dream you feel it's, it was given to you by God. That's human to be disappointed. But when you are truly leaning into God, leaning into his word, you might not know why it's delayed, but you have to trust and be confident that he is protecting you. Is it another financial crisis? Is COVID about around the corner? Maybe now's not the time to start this new hair care beauty cosmetology business I want to do because God knows around the corner is COVID and everything's going to get shut down. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, there was one time I forced my way through what I thought I wanted as God's dream, right? And, you know, sometimes you want it so stinking bad, you can taste it. Are you with me back there? I mean, you can taste that dream. I want to do that. And sometimes we kind of push the doors open. Oh, well, that's just coincidence, that door shut. Or that door shut. I, I can work my way around that. No, that could be God telling you this is not good timing. And what happened? Two weeks after I made a purchase of a piece of real estate, boom, 08 happened, and everything fell through the floor. The financial crisis happened. And here I'm sitting on this piece of property, and I should have never bought it. And God showed me signs. I ignored them. School of hard knocks, I got to tell you. So pay attention to God. Lean into him. And how do you respond? You got to trust God. So what you need to remember is to trust God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths what? 
which means he's going to show you the way. God is not a God of confusion, ladies. Tell your neighbor that. God is not a God of confusion. So I just interviewed this guy as we wrap up. Hang on. And his name is Brig Hart. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Brig Hart, I had on the show, and he is the wealthiest person I have ever met in my life. He uh, basically calls himself... I got to make sure I, I say it the way he says it. He basically calls himself a long-haired, hippie, pot-smoking, drug-using, homeless beach bum. And now he's a multimillionaire, and he shared what the core of his wisdom is. Brig prayed for God to give him wisdom in business. If you guys want to know what your dream is, ask God for wisdom. Wisdom and in Proverbs, it talks about fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it's not to be afraid of God. It's to, re, you know, to honor him, to glorify him, to follow him, to submit to him. And he goes, I made a covenant with God that if he would put me in front of one person or a hundred people, I would show him the first Corinthians love that his Bible talks about with his help. I wanted to lean into him in his life that I was now experiencing this new hope. Friends, you've got this new hope in Christ Jesus. In a year and three months, I not only paid all of my bills I was in debt on, he goes, I entered into a field, an industry that evidently God had called me to, which is called relational marketing. And I went to the top of my field within the next couple of years. Now, I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel. I'm not talking about if you do this for God, he's going to give you money. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how he leaned in completely to God. And what he does is that he gives away cars. He's got a jet that he flies back and forth. In, and his whole goal in life is to serve and love others. And what he says is hilarious. He goes, God, I know you want more for my life. Maybe you could give me a little more on top of that. And here's Brighart. Don't get in a hurry. Don't get greedy. Don't panic. And choose wisely. In, in every so adversity, there's a seed of an equal or greater benefit. What you focus on develops in life. So I focused on the good and helping people. I mean, think about it. That's what Jesus wanted us to do. Ultimate success. Knowing God's perfect and divine will for your life and doing it. Faith without works is death. Mm -hmm. It says, my life hasn't always been peaceful. And that's what you just had kind of mentioned. But the Prince of Peace resides in my heart and has always seen me through every situation I've faced. And I know, friends, you out there have had multiple situations that might have seemed like the world is coming to an end or it's not going to get any better. Mm -hmm. As I glance back on my life, Briggs says... I now realize that all of the adversities that Lita and I experienced were for a purpose. Life is simple to some degree. Don't overcomplicate it because really to to get anywhere, you just lift other people up, encouraging other people. I know that I know the one who saved me, who can save you, who can bless you, who can give you the desires of your heart. And he wants to. He's a good God. He's not mad at you. Tough times create tough people. That's right. Fire truly does refine and make one stronger. I thought those were such great words of wisdom. Man, I have no fear. I have all this faith that says I can do all things. Mm Through Christ, not on my own. Through Christ, he won't leave or forsake you. So 
anyone can do anything they dream about. Amen. Anyone can do anything they can dream about. Have you ever heard of Amway? Amway business? You're looking at him. He's the one who helped create and expand that company. Then he jumped to another company and expanded that. Now he does a mission work, which is working in the marketplace and business to help them discover Jesus Christ while they're in the marketplace and working. And so it's, you know, he, do you see, he, you don't have to go into the ministry field. You don't have to go to Africa. You don't have to become a pastor. You don't have to go into the churches. God has you wired perfectly for your dream. But what he said, is that I use my life to glorify God. And as long as you're doing that, and this is what he said, the money will come. If I'm being blessed by God, if I'm doing God's will, if I'm in with him, if I'm praying, if I'm submerging my life and who God is, the money will come, is what he says. And the dreams will be there. Now, this is what we're talking about today, is I am free to... And so when you are free to, you might have something that most people don't find really being a big, and so my husband and I were in Vegas, Las Vegas, and I was there because I was, I told you yesterday, hookers for Jesus, uh, she helps women leave sex trafficking off the streets, she used to be a prostitute for a long time herself, and so she's interviewing me on her TV show called The Pink Chair, it was really cute. And um, after that, that, that night, we went to a, a show on Vegas Strip, and it was called America's Got Talent. And when I went to America's Got Talent, it was all the winners of some of the past shows that were performing. And one guy gets up there, and he starts to share that his dream was to be a poet. Now, you're thinking, how can you be a poet? Well, here he is right here. I don't know if he looks familiar to you. His name is Brandon Leak. America's Got Talent. He was the 15th winner of the, uh, on season 15. Howie Mandel gave him the Golden Buzzer Award the first round, going directly to the finals. And he talks about dreams. And he read a poem about dreams uh, when I was seeing him in Vegas. And he really said from his heart that whatever your dream is, you need to pursue it. Don't be like a sailboat in a harbor and never leaves the dock. You need to open up your sails and allow God, because he's a believer in Christ, to sail you across in that dream what God has for you. Uh, Brighart also said the words, get her done. I want you to say, get her done. Get her done. If God gives you a dream on your heart and you sit on it and you talk about it, you don't do anything, get it. Just do. Just work with what you already have. But like he said, don't rush, be patient, trust in God. And the other thing he said is you've got to have unity with your spouse. If you're married and you have a dream, you need to have unity with your spouse. So the last phrase of the poem of Brandon Leake was this. Heaven is standing behind you. Who in hell can stand against you? Father God, I thank you so much for bringing these women here. Now, there's something called an anointing. I want to pray an anointing over every woman in this room. 
Father God, anoint them in such a spectacular way that they will be sober, they will be clean, they will be looking to you for their future and their hope, that you have a dream for them, a future for them. For your word says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And so we're going to trust in that, God. And I then pray that you will help them get her done as they move forward in the dream that you have shown them. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Women, you are free to dream and hope in Jesus Christ. Thank you for allowing me to share. Ladies, this is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they received Christ in their life. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.